0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Un—I I almost said just be yeah. <laughs> Universal Lens. I'm John Emilio.
1: Hello, hello. And I don't know why you say goodbye. I say hello. Come on. Who sings I, that? I don't know. The Beatles. Oh, dude. I wasn't born in the... Yes. I mean, come on. The Beatles. I wasn't a big Beatles fan. Dude. The Beatles are great. Man. I mean, they're
0: great. I... I Obviously, very talented group, okay. a lot of nice songs, but I was never, like, a, I guess, a big enough fan that I listened to their music. never heard of it. You say yes. No. Who sang? I Who's, say. Who, who, sang, uh, who um, sang the song, Let It Be? Let It
1: Be. Oh, that's uh, John Lennon.
0: Oh, John Lennon. Oh, okay. And a different person. Wasn't he part of the
1: Beatles? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, there's he, he, my connection to it. He, he he married Yoko Ono. Yes, I remember that. And uh, then, apparently, yeah. that was the, you know, mm-hmm. Oh when he married Yoko Ono, they split. They split. I mean, who knows quite what, quite what, what the um, truth is, but... But you see, where did he, he come up he, with this stuff? He man? married outside his race. Who? John Lennon. Oh yeah. What was Lennon? I guess. Uh, well, uh, typical standard, I guess, white guy, I don't know. Irish, yeah. Irishish.
0: Lennon Irish? Yeah. No, well, I don't know. We, Dude, I don't know. Well, he wasn't. The, <laughs> I'm very bad with this. He so wasn't a Russian. Unless it ends in a vowel, I'm very bad. Lennon O. Lennon O. I don't know. You, unless you, if you end in a vowel, I can probably figure it out just <laughs> because it's what I was brought up in. But or else I have Lennino. a hard time. Lennino. I mean, yes, he broke the he broke the barrier
1: um, for sure. Well, he was, yeah, he was a, uh, he was, I think he was the hippie's hippie, you know? He was like hippie, he was always the hippie-ish type of guy, you know? Well, that that, know, that whole, that whole. Let it be was, you know. Yeah, it, that whole uh, era, right? Was a world with no war. Yeah, but
0: that was, let me tell you something, they were they were trying to break down barriers for sure in, during that time frame. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know It got kind of squashed Yeah At that point But
1: You know Definitely uh, My mom wasn't listening At that point (laughs) My mom could care less (laughs) I
0: I definitely don't think The uh, The Old school Cuban She was Cuban Your mother was Cuban Cuban. Yeah She was Cuban
1: She was Cuban with uh, Spanish ancestry So my my grandfather Even though he was born in Cuba Mm -hmm. He His ancestry was from Spain From Spain and, and then the switch is that my grandmother was born in Spain but went to go live in Cuba oh, with, okay. with my grandfather. And while in Cuba, my mom was born. And my yeah. mom doesn't like talking about it like that because, as you will find out later, she had a bit of a, a racist uh, vein uh, through her through her body. Like she... I don't know if you know this. But, I mean, you probably do. But, you know, in, in Cuba, you have the entire rainbow of colors. Like you could have a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, green-eyed very white, pink, Cuban. pink skin Cuban, yeah, 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 such as my mom. Yeah, my mom didn't have blue eyes and all, that but my mom was skin like pink. She was like Irishy.
0: Oh, and- were there a lot of? Were there a lot of different? ethnicities that came there like from europe and yes infilt- that's i don't exactly. say infiltrated but like how kind of exactly what happened settled there and had families there i mean
1: cuba was a colony of spain so okay. I mean, literally that's exactly you Have a what lot happened. of europe a lot of european and then influence. you have then you have the the tribal original like you know uh well you would say the native american was to america yeah so you know we're the native cuban the native cuban the native cuban which is african by descent so, oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like African, African, like so. Of course, very black skin, very you know the, the 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 typical African traits, right? So you have that, and then you have the white, 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 and you have everything in the everything. middle. And here's the funny part: there is no quote unquote racism. It, it's like in, uh, in Cuba. Yeah, uh, um, well. In the majority of Cuba. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there are pockets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that that
0: unconscious thinking is going to be everywhere. But
1: it's it's funny, though, because that's how I was brought up. So I I had, you know, I grew up in little Cuba, which is Union City. And in that community, man, literally, you know, you'd have black friends, white friends, and everything in between, and they were all Cuban. It was just it was the Cuban part that unified. That unified. And you had, I mean, literally when I tell you, you were colorblind. A hundred percent, you were colorblind. That's
0: great, but that's that's like awesome. It, yeah. It, it, yeah,
1: and it was. It was. It was really cool. Like, uh, you know, like as a kid, I would notice, like, obviously, like, just like I noticed the sky is blue. You notice oh, that, of course, you
0: can see pigmentation
1: is right. You notice that somebody's a different color than you. Absolutely, Maria's hair is different than mine. It just is, Yeah. but that's okay. Whatever. Who the hell cares? But it's just, it's, pretty, it's weird. That's it. That's what it was. But you know, m- 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 you know, going back to the, this person called my mom and this, <laughs> this great story. <laughs> this great this great story that I left a cliffhanger on, dude. Because you know we all come back to mindfulness. But yeah, and it, it always Well, you know. you're gonna love this story. I tell this story uh, uh, a lot, so I don't. Uh, if, if I told the audience, sorry. I don't think I. No, I never told this story. I don't think you ever. But, dude.
0: We uh, haven't really spoken about, like, race. I was 13 years old
1: in the hood, what I call the hood, in Union City. And, uh, again, it's mostly Hispanics. You know, mostly Hispanics uh, for the most part. And, you know, Hispanics, as you know, come in all the rainbow, right? There is white, white, white light, because I'm not exactly the whitest, but, you know, my mom was even whiter than me. She was, like, pink. She was, like, Irish looking. And then you have you know, literally a person who can come from Cameroon and you won't know he's Cuban. Yeah. Like that dark skin. Anyway. Uh, more, where am I going with this? Oh, so. Where am I going I, with I, was, this? I was 13 years old. I was in, I went to Catholic school. <clears throat> and unfortunately for me, I was heavy sad. I was, you know, I wouldn't say I was ugly, but simply put, when you're fat, your face is fat. Everything is fat. You're a punchy and, kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, which is fine. You're not exactly attracted to ladies, although your hormones are going. And anything that looks like a woman is beautiful. You know, let's, go, let's go. So I don't know if you know this, but there's something in the Cuban community called it's like the Cuban CIA. And, and by the
0: way, this isn't like he's not talking about like special ops CIA. No, 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 no. He's talking about a band of mothers probably. Oh,
1: <laughs> yes. It's the Cuban CIA. And anybody listening who's Cuban knows, they're probably nodding. Like, yep, the Cuban CIA. <laughs> Uh Andre said are you listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know but, what I was I'm talking just, about? <laughs> you know just, what I'm talking about? I was
0: just thinking of him.
1: And I'm telling you that any move you made in school would trickle down and for some I don't know how because remember this was pre-beeper, pre-cell phone and my mom would know the intel. Like so in school mm-hmm. is where the only chance you'd get to do some damage with the ladies, right? it's your only opportunity because yeah and and you all know the classmates you pick out and you say oh she's hot she's hot she's hot like yo if i can get with her great so one day i get this feeling i got this sense that this beautiful girl who happened to be dominican her skin color was different than mine right because you know also dominicans come in all colors uh, but she was beautiful. And uh, I don't know if she'll ever get to listen to this, but I uh, never told her how beautiful she was. Grace Sacone, if you're listening. There you go. <laughs> if, 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 if for <clears> some <throat> reason you, you, you listen to this, uh, yeah, this fat kid thought you were beautiful. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> there I am going, oh my God, I think I have a shot here. And that's all it took. I was literally uh, on my car ride home that day later on. And my mom is like, um, what's going on with Grace? And I'm like, What? Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, what's going on with Grace? I'm like, what do you mean what's going on with Grace? Nothing. It's nothing at all. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. She goes, Don't play with me. She goes, I know there's something going on with oh you and Grace. God. I'm like, What? That's crazy. And, uh, uh, I'm like, what do you mean? Don't be. Is she your girlfriend? I'm like, I'm in my mind, I'm like, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh, but, God. like, I'm trying to. It looks like it could be. And she's like, no. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> like, what, you, what No, what? I wasn't allowed to even think about dating outside of her race. I'm like, bro. Are you kidding me right now? Like it, to me, and I just told you, like, cube Cubans, and everything around, like, were, like we were the rainbow, like we, and, and it, we never once even made a a, a a mention because you know don't play with him because he's black or don't go up, never, never. But to my mom, it was like, wait a minute here, wait a minute here, and then I called her a racist. I'm like, bro, you're racist. And my mom's like, what? I'm not racist. I'm like, Ma, you're racist. I mean, look at you. Because, she because she's, she's black. I'm like, Ma, she, what are you talking about? She's black. She's Dominican. I'm like, what are you talking about? But of course, she was dark-skinned. And to my mom, she wasn't having it. I was like, what What in the hell is going on with you?
0: Just unconscious. That, yeah, it's just, that's a unfor- unfortunate. Uh, 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 yeah. h-
1: h- here's her answer. She goes, I was raised by a black woman because it's true. Like my grandmother had um, a very good friend. I think I don't know. I don't know if it was a neighbor, but the point is this: that the neighbor in Cuba was she was very black, like yeah. African. Yeah. And and that's what that's exactly how good her ancestry was African, just like our ancestry was more European, right? Yeah. So my I guess, my grandmother had to go out of the house often and she would leave my mom in the custody of this neighbor who she trusted with her life. I mean, you trusted with your daughter. So, and this woman, my mom also said she was was beautiful. She was the sweetest thing. So, the duality of of her racism, (laughs) the duality of her racism. It it, it was selective. Yes, it was because, you know, And, and,
0: and when it's selective, unfortunately, you see the pattern that this person is you can't select. You can't. You can't say in one moment yes to it and in another moment no to it because that defaults to being yes. You are. You do have a certain baseline of it, or and, and that baseline, unfortunately, and because this isn't about racism, but it's. But that example is great because this still paints the picture where your mother was probably brought up a certain way, and this kind of. This is kind of uh, piggybacking on what we were talking about in the last episode. Yep, it touches on it. It yep. touches on it. Like, your mother was brought up a certain way to think a certain way, to act a certain way, to interact with certain people. Yeah. And that's what she knew because she probably never had the ability or was ever taught to choose things for herself. And this is just the way she reacts to that. And it's an unconscious behavior because once you have a little bit of awareness… Yep. You start to see that. Um, you start to see that mentality. And it's unfortunate that that had to happen. Cause now, I'm telling you that. Not that, that I, Erica. Mm-hmm. In a way, I feel bad. What was her name? Grace. Grace. I feel bad for that the Grace thing didn't happen. But then you <laughs> went and met Erica, and
1: I'm, I'm a big fan of Erica. And you know what's crazy? How long is, in the span of life, how long is four years? There's nothing. It's a blink. Four it's, years. Yeah. Four years happen. <laughs> Uh, so we've known each other we've known each other in three or four four year increments yes so four years happens quickly four years later I met my wife oh did you really four years later I met my wife 17 so yeah you know, I guess things uh, God threw that boomerang out there it's like
0: hey <laughs> yeah, listen uh, the, the universe the universe will definitely um point you in a direction or I place mean, things in and, front of you. but Not to mention,
1: John, I'm talking about a 13-year-old. Grace probably didn't even know. you know. No,
0: but, but I think, it, but it's be, it, so the, the, the topic here is, is beyond the whole, it's beyond who Grace was as a person or beyond any of that. It's the fact that you had this idea or thought that you wanted to live your life a certain way in that moment. Perfect. And the unconscious thinking of the parent yep. stopped you from entertaining
1: it yep. at all and that and, moment yeah. for me cuz i'm telling you like I, it's not that i have a i had a very unhappy childhood no no it, it was filled with great happiness and and of course bad and good like everything else but boy oh boy i was so excited that I, wow i think i might have a girlfriend oh my god i'm like i i sensed the possibility it was within my reach and my mom was like no I'm like what and like you know as a parent you know, you do look out for your kids, but I, I don't know if I would ever uh, look out for my kid in the sense of because he's going to date somebody of a different color or a different uh, religion or a different race or whatever it is. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, don't you want your kid to be base, en- Enjoy life. Enjoy. And then you see your kid, right? In my case, pudgy. <clears throat> Girls don't look his way. You know, he's just he's he's great playing with the with the guys, but you know, and he's very interested in girls, but no girls interested in him. And here he has a he has a potential. And what do you do? Squash it. Because your preconceived uh notions are more important to this family and your future than, than that. that. What do you talk what are you doing?
0: Yeah, I mean that it, it just it just keeps boiling down to zero unfortunately zero awareness, awareness. of... of of the real situation at hand and what's actually happening.
1: So, if you remember the last episode where I told you about the moment where I stood up to my mom and it broke yes, yeah,
0: kind of broke that it broke, the cycle. it broke
1: the cycle. She I don't even know if she hit me after that. Imagine that. I don't even know if she even hit me after that. I I I can't remember, but I don't I don't think so. Like from that moment forward, I think that, you know, as as a as a modern person, uh, dealing with antiquated, let's say, ideals or, or ways of being. I think it was necessary for me to trailblaze. And I did not If I were to, if my mom were alive today, I don't think she'd feel the same way. Like I don't think she would. I think she would awaken to her stupidity. Does that, that makes sense? Yeah,
0: I think she would. You know? I think she would have. And 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 a big proponent of that would have would probably have been being around you, because she, she, you you would you would. You would be that, like we always say that reflection for her to see her actions, yes. to see like when you made her, like when, when she was hitting you and you said, you know, and you kind of stopped it and said, do you want to make, you want to see me cry? Yeah, you like want to see me cry. you, you, there you fought Well, we, that's what we call you forced her into awareness. It's like when my son, I said two episodes ago when, my, when John got up and said, Hey, I'm in high school because right. I was being very hard on him. He kind of forced me into a little bit of awareness there and so, it happens in different ways. Some people, they're forced into it through something that happens in life, where all of a sudden they' kind of, "Wow, like this person says something to you and it just throws you back and you're like, "Oh my God, you see the way you've been acting and the way you've been thinking." And now the the goal from there on, from there the the the, the objective would be to hold that space, understand that it's there and not fall unconscious again. because what, unfortunately, what a lot of people will do is they'll just fall unconscious again and get back into those old habits thinking that, you know, wow yeah, okay, I see what I've done wrong and then just do it again and do it again and do it again. Awareness isn't about having a moment and then, okay, it's gone. Awareness is about having that moment and now holding that awareness through thought, through situations, through preconceived notions, through your form. I was brought up in, 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 you know, in Brooklyn, New York. I was brought up like I said, Roman Catholic, you know, I, my family wasn't racist, but there were preconceived notions, right. you know, in in the way a lot of people spoke back then and the language they used that I didn't a kind of, I always knew I didn't agree with. There was something in me that I just never agreed with it. But, uh, you know, seeing that, understanding that, I mean, that was all kind of my history. But as I kind of went on, I... As I noticed it more and more, and I realized, I know that I didn't like. If I didn't have that awareness, if I didn't have any awareness at all, I probably would have fallen victim to that and had that same, same language, treated people the same way, had that same preconceived notion about whether it's a religion or a race or a gender, because there's still a lot of that. And for me,
1: it's. Do you remember what you said you know, to me uh, before, and you said it to me also a few minutes ago? What did Eckhart Tolle say that we are um, – because he can't multi- – basically, there can't be – A placeholder four, of presence. Right? Yeah, Eckhart
0: Tolle like will say – so you have people, people who could be teachers of presence, um, who are like mindfulness instructors, people like Eckhart Tolle, you know, people who teach meditation. They're they, – they kind of take in a, a role of teacher. He goes, then you have people who we call, he says, they're called placeholders of presence where – maybe their calling quote unquote I'll also use the word calling isn't to be a you know a major advocate or teacher of it but to just be a placeholder of presence to resonate for those around them and and to um, enlighten not to use the word not to say in fact to enlighten those around them i've always as i've gone on in my life as much as i wanted to be a teacher of presence and i you know even though i wrote the book and we do this podcast you know i have this I keep falling back into this um, or I get this feeling and this kind of comfortable feeling, like this knowing that this is where I belong is to be this placeholder of presence. Not to necessarily become this major teacher of it, like on my own. And we've had this discussion where I was going to do the social media thing and I just said it doesn't... It wasn't a voice telling me, no, you can't do it. It was it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it's where I need to belong. And I've always kind of fallen back into being a placeholder of presence for those around me and having interactions with people close to me that just so happen to have needed to have that interaction with me that put them on a little bit of a different trajectory. And I've had, you know, I've had this happen four, five, six, seven, eight times to me already. And if I'm not where I am, maybe that wouldn't happen. So I've, you know, I'm 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 very content saying, yes, I am a placeholder of presence. And being that placeholder of presence, the person around you, kind of gets a little bit of that. And then where it goes for them from there, well, it's on them and how much work they put into it and how how, they, how, how much how important it is to them. Do they become a teacher of presence or do they just become placeholders of presence? If we have enough people who are placeholders of presence, it's like having 10 Eckhart Tolles or Sad Gurus, right? That one guy could reach a million, but if you have a million placeholders, those million placeholders could touch another 20 people or 30 people around them, that's another 20 you know it it, it exponentially grows so just being a placeholder of it it's
1: it's a positive amway yeah absolutely yeah Uh, i'm gonna draw a parallel that i don't even know if you drew you notice in our talks yeah we had no idea what mindfulness was as youngsters but we now we tended to buck the trend and we tended to be black sheep in some sort of form. Yes,
0: agreed, 110%.
1: So it's almost as if mindfulness resided inside of us, we just didn't know how to feel it, how to identify it, how to
0: to amplify it in us.
1: And so when we find this thing called mindfulness, we gravitate right to it. Right to it immediately. Yes, sir. And that agrees with us, with our inner us. Yes. That deep. Oh, I like that. Right? That agrees with us. As as I, the deep eye, your and, deep eye, and yes. that's and that's why we're here right now doing what we do. And some of our relatives took other paths. Some of our relatives act different ways. Some of the people we knew, we grew up with, our, people around us. But this captured us because we've always been. I think it's always been there. We've always been this this way. We saw things differently. Yeah, we
0: we and and this is where in our discussions, you know, privately, where we tell private stories about the way we were brought up and our families and our experiences that maybe we don't share on air, um, because there's other people involved in those where we see that, yes, we always kind of, we always had this different lens that we would look through that we didn't agree with the lens that was trying to be put in front of our eyes, say, no, no, this is how it has to be. be But no, I don't, I don't, I see, I see a a kinder lens. I see a a different lens, a better way to
1: look at things simply put we didn't in my case i didn't know how to deal with it i didn't know how to deal with with this <coughs> i didn't know either and, and and at the moment you know because again we're all programmable species and you know there's my mom programming me but it wasn't it wasn't yeah. you know it wasn't really sinking in and so because because <laughs> so we'll go to Scott Adams, right? Yeah. That program
0: that she was trying to upload into your mainframe, or for she was trying to get you to download to be a certain way, wasn't compatible with your hardware. Yeah. So your your hardware, right? Your your whatever you want to call it, right? Your deep eye, that 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 awareness in you wasn't it wasn't accepting what she was trying to tell you. Maybe even for me, what the way I was told to brought up and then we had this conversation i said i had an uncle who i think was on that path right where he was he just saw things differently but unfortunately like his unfortunately he wasn't able to to reach that um and i think i was kind of on that same path where i saw things differently like i was i this is how i look at it i think i was the second shot that the universe gave my family to have somebody say you're going to be the person who's going to break the trend. We're, like, I, I need, and and I don't know why, I don't have an answer to this, but I, like the universe said, I need, we're looking for you to become this placeholder of presence. And I think it tried with my uncle once, one of my uncles. It didn't work out. And it tried with me, and it was hard, and it pushed me to the point where it broke me. Like, I needed to break to to realize what I always knew, that I wanted to see things differently, but I just couldn't hold on to it until i I was given a situation where it's like no no now we're gonna make you now this is how i I, whatever this is like whatever this energy or came to me or or made me look at things a different way said i'm i'm gonna actually turn your head and say look because you're not
1: gonna like what you're looking at anymore so yeah i I agree it required a a, a pioneer in every family. It required a pioneer.
0: And that's what the black sheep is. Like when they yeah. speak of black sheep, it's usually that one person who just says, I don't see things like the generations before me saw them. I see it differently. And a lot of times the black sheep are kind of looked at as weird, oddballs, different. So imagine we nourish those black sheeps to say, you see things differently. That's amazing. You see things differently than the rest of us yeah. do. That's amazing. Yeah. That's how progress is made. That's how we evolve. That's how we become better versions. That's how we become better human beings is by embracing those people who have the ability to say, you see the glasses that you're giving me? I can't see through them. But I have these that I have and I see everything beautifully through them. And you give them an opportunity to cultivate that and to become that person. That's phenomenal. And I think that's what that's our, our job is when those people come along who see things differently who have this quirky, uh, and I don't know, and just, you know, we use the words of awareness and mindfulness and presence, like that light inside of them, instead of extinguishing that light, help them ignite it,
1: you know? Well, yeah, it's, it's basically, I think at, at the root of it is we have to make the people before us see the bigger picture. It's not always easy to do, but... Correct, and that's exactly yeah. why we had such a tough time of it. Yeah. Because, again, coming back... As I, as I, you know, my poor mom is taking a beating. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, an amazing woman who loved you to death and would have done anything yeah. for you, right? But, Just you know, she again, she went from rags to, I'm going to call it riches in the sense of, you know, she eventually built up to an upper middle class yeah. life with her McMansion in East Brunswick, which was, you know, wrapped <clears> with <throat> granite from point to point. You know, you could eat off the floor, but she never enjoyed her house. You know her, her beautiful, you know, McMansion house. She could never enjoy it because she was always sick, worrying, cleaning, stressing, obsessing. And she was trying to. She was trying to live up to a certain and, and, and persona. Yeah, and just which like her that, mind created for her. Yeah, just like that moment when I said, "You, just, you know, you're going to have to kill me. You, you just want to see me cry. Well, go ahead, break everything on me." That was the moment, you know, you kind of break. And then the same thing, you know, I, this stupid discussion about, you know, me wanting to date Grace or whatever. You know, you know you have to constantly buck the trend. And then, the ho- why do I mention the house? Because uh, she, I told her, I said, you live in this beautiful house, beautiful, that anybody would want to trade places with you except you're miserable in this situation that, I mean, granted, you work your ass off but enjoy it like enjoy it like yeah, I, I think for her it wasn't even
0: it's she didn't have the capacity to enjoy right. it because she was so she was so identified with the thoughts that said things must be Correct. like this things must be like this things must be like this Correct. where only if those boxes were checked maybe she could enjoy
1: it for a little bit so at that moment i was a raw as you were we were raw beings without having the mindfulness mm-hmm. thing taught to us. We had, or, expo-
0: we had a raw nerve that was just it was, exposed. It needed, it needed to be shaped. Yeah.
1: But I believe like, if, if all of us had this guidepost person in our families, we'd be able to really affect the, um, the situation differently. Because I, I think today, uh, with some time, my mom would have been a whole different person. Because she, she was already going that way.
0: Yeah. already changed. She would, have, you would, you would have resonated with her much more. Yeah. She would, have, you would have started to see her maybe say things, correct herself, see things differently. Remember that unconscious behavior might still show up in somebody who's been doing it their whole lives, but when you start to see them catch themselves, correct themselves, find that awareness, well, that's where you know that it's starting to uh, resonate in
1: them. Yeah, and it might be chipping away yeah. at an iceberg. It might be chipping away at an iceberg, but but
0: it's a smaller iceberg than it was when it started.
1: That's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean,
0: you know, it's smaller than when it was started. I mean, there was that, um, you know, it has there's different levels of evolution with with awareness, you know, and and you start you start with, you know, that moment when your kid says, "I'm not in high school," like you know, with John or you when you said to your mother, you know, you just want to see me cry. It starts with that, and that's that's your portal, that's your opening, that's the door. Now, from there, you have to walk in it, and you go and you find another door, and a, a more expansive room of awareness, and then you find another more expansive room. And like you don't go from zero to one hundred and twenty. I mean, that happens to very few people where you get ultimate awareness and presence like overnight. Yeah. Usually, it's a gradual process. The awakening, you know, if that's what, and we use these words. Remember, these are just words because we have to describe things. So. It's not like there's an awakening, like, oh, people think like some religious thing. Right. No, no, it's, it's when we say awakening, it means you're actually becoming conscious and aware of your thoughts and your thinking patterns, old behaviors, old, you know, unconscious thoughts and the way you were brought up and things in your environment. And
1: there's different levels to this. And, yeah, and I think what you're saying is, the caterpillar doesn't just become a cocoon and become a butterfly no, in 1 it's a, second. it's a process. No, the caterpillar, yeah. with a few days, it turns into a cocoon sure. and then a few days later it starts to open up and then a few days later the the butterfly starts to come out yeah. and, and, so and, and it's a process.
0: One of the one of the weirdest ones with this process is you get to a certain point where you feel disconnected from a lot of the things around you. Yeah. If you if, and and I'll say this, you're lucky. You're lu- you, you should be not lucky. You should be thankful and grateful if you get to that point because it means you've reached a level of awareness yeah. where you're not identifying with a lot of the nonsense around you. Now, the mind will come back then if that ever does happen. Like, if that's happened to you, I know it happened to me where I'm like, okay, I, I can't relate to people around me anymore. The discussions we would have, the conversations we would have. I, and I've met, we've mentioned this before. Even when I'm, I have a hard time, when people want to argue things, I'm like, I, don't, like, I, I can't almost argue because... I don't have this urge or need to anymore. And it makes it difficult. But then you start to adapt and learn how to respond to people around you who you care about. And you don't want to just pick up and, you know, you can and people have pick up and just left and live the quiet life because they just want to live in ultimate presence. But if you have a family and responsibilities and people you love and you care about and you want to be around them because you genuinely want to be with these people that you love, you learn to adapt. Yeah. To how to converse and how to act with them and how to answer them properly from a conscious from a conscious place. So it's uh, your mother, yes, like your mother, my parents. I, I in my book I speak about my parents how they were political, like you know, right wing, like like way like they were just there, like you know, this this guy is the next coming and the whole nine yards to where they've become more conscious about it and they've they've seen how they get manipulated by certain things. Like, they've had this awareness growth in them. So even if they never get to the point where they're ultimately, like, awakened or aware about everything, well, they're suffering a hell of a lot less. They're further along. They're further along. They're suffering a hell of a lot less. Like, all I could want from my parents, who are, you know, my father's 81, my mother's 75, I think. You know, all I want from my parents is, you know, when they get in 20 years, when they're in their hundreds, hopefully, when you know when their when their time comes and they're they're going, they're not going in fear. That they're going in peace, right? right? And that's you get this peace by the, by by, that peace comes from a, not attaching to the mind and fearing everything, but by just, you know, and this is the, you know, quote unquote the, head you know the headsy part of the conversation where it's just that inner this inner peace is there that you just kind of anchor in and you know it's there. And I, that's what I want for my, that's what I would want for anybody I love and care about. So with, with your mother, if she was still alive today, I think she would be a much more.
1: Uh, she was on her way. Yeah, I, I think I, she
0: would have been much more awakened
1: than she was. She was on her 20, way 30 years ago. from my unconscious self. In other words, just from my influence because. and you, but you, So you were a reflection. You didn't
0: realize. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Always refl- you didn't even realize you were a reflection for her back then. No, I didn't even know. <laughs> no. No. I mean, everything down to, I mentioned I was fat. Well, guess what? I got fit. I got fit. At 14, I got fit. And everybody, oh, oh you're eating synthetic stuff. Well, when I lost 45 pounds, I was like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? Write down everything you did, everything you did. Blah, blah. And my mom started to pay attention. Be like, no, no, no. Ma, I told you. When you cook, everything's boiling over in oil. Everything has, you know, fat on top of fat. You know, we gotta. Yeah. So start, you know, the chicken you make is fine. You can still make chicken marasala, absolutely. But you don't have to drown it in oil. Just a little bit in the pan. Yeah. And we start, she started to cook differently. She started to cook a little drier because she understood, you know, like. Literally, my mom, the person who made huevos a la flamenca, and if you knew what that was. <laughs> like, literally. Uh... She would start modifying cuz I told her, "Keep keep, you know, keep the good stuff but just modify. Just modify a little bit of the behavior like, you know." And she would. It got to the point, uh, you know, and I like to, you know, I should tell this. It got to the point that she wouldn't make decisions without consulting with me. Like she would say, Remember I'm the guy who was an idiot got his ass kicked every day knew nothing but it came full circle where she wouldn't do anything important without consulting me and I was a young punk I was 17 18 she, she felt a certain she felt a certain presence in you where she could come to you and
0: confide in you there might have been something there that she realized that this Dude, is somebody I could this is somebody I could I could trust
1: I can tell you that as the years went on she had honor for me. Like, she held me in a high regard. Like, dude, that's that's a big deal. And I was unconscious. You know, I was just, again, there's a kindling there's in there. There's a kindling in you know? there.
0: And, and and another person who might be on that path will see it. So that's what I'm saying. Your mother your mother probably was starting to come out of her, you know, unawakened. Yeah. And I know these yeah. terms that we use sometimes, people are like, what the fuck is unawakened mean? I'm like... It means just from her unconscious behavior, her yeah. unconscious thought. In other words, she was not believing everything she thought anymore. Every thought yeah. that she had wasn't gospel. Like, look, okay, this color skin, no good. Right. This religion, no good. Right. This, no good. This, no good. This, no. Well, she started saying, hold on a second. Yeah. Well, maybe this can be good because good and better opinions. We've said that a thousand times. This can be good. Let me see how it is for my son. Let me yeah. see how this works out. So that flexibility started to happen. Once you see that flexibility, that's how you know the person is starting to come, kind of awaken. When somebody's very rigid in their thought patterns, that's how you know they're unconscious. It's, it's look, black and white, no gray. Yeah. Black and white, no gray. They have blinders on. They could only see this way. When you see flexibility yeah. in a person and how they act, that's how you know that person has started to... Get some sort of, of a, a level of awareness in, in their, in their, in watching their thoughts. And then imagine how much farther it goes to where a person could completely watch themselves think yeah. and, you know, and pick what they want to choose. And with that, you see things like racism, uh, you know, whether it's against a religion or almost, a person. Almost any ism. Uh, uh, any ism. Almost any ism. Elitism, racism, name it. Pick, pick your ism. Any of those fall wayside. Because now you're not attached to them, they, or who do they think they are, or because whenever that language is, it could be whether you think you're better than somebody because of monetarily, ethnicity, religion, political, it all disappears. It all goes away and you start to think from a you start to think from a place or you start to choose the thoughts from a place that is just there's, it, there's no bias anymore. There now you just start to see a situation for what it is, and you make conscious decisions based on that situation. That's it. Doesn't mean you're all loving for all. It doesn't mean that you accept animals in your life and you accept people who will willing to hurt you. No, and it means that you now you don't see labels anymore. Labels have gone. They're gone. Yeah. There's no more labels. I see people. I see situations, and I make my decisions based on that. And, and you
1: know. we've been. We've been. And I say we. <laughs> Because you and I uh, married well. Uh, We've been very lucky. And they married well, too. Yeah. (laughs) But we've been very lucky that we ran into our, our, our wives, right? I agree. And let me tell you, I was 17 years old. 17? What do you know at 17? Nothing. Like, literally nothing. No. I knew this. I knew that, yes, of course, I felt the love that my wife at that time, my girlfriend, had for me. But I felt the love that her family had for me. That was crazy. Like You don't perceive that. You have to have a certain instinct. Do you think that the love my mom had for my wife's family was the same day one as it was day 400? No. My mom brought her preconceived notions to that. By the time, literally by the time, never mind we were married, a year or two into it, my wife was my mom's daughter adopted loved her loved the family that it was like as if you know this was scripted but not in the beginning no but she was able to look past that hence the pioneer attitude like yes it you and again that was just one more mural to fall sure she had many more to go <laughs> As with anybody.
0: Yeah, but that's but but that's that's great that she was able to even do that because you know how many people so imagine your mother meeting your wife or anybody, my, any situation, somebody meeting uh, their son's girlfriend and or or wife for the first time or and, and put even if remember you have said this before, we all have built by even Eckhart Tolle, even spiritual teachers tell yeah. you everybody has a built in bias. You do? Right, because we we're, we're, we absorb things as we grow. Yeah. If you if you put that bias aside from day one, where you're mindfully you you're, you're aware enough and you have enough presence in your life to see that bias, understand it, but not apply it to that person who's in front of you now. Now you can enjoy that relationship from day one, not day 436 on. Yep, yep, yep. Not some people you unfortunately hear on oh, my deathbed. I realize yep, the kind yep. of person you were. So I've now waited X amount of years. Before I allowed myself to see past my bias to see who you were, how you were, the kind of person you are. Give a fuck what society says. I don't care what the media says. I care. Person. How are you feeling? Hold on. You're a person. I'm a person. No bias. Bias aside. Let me see this person for what this person is. And maybe, maybe, right? Not every relationship is going to have this, right? There's polarity. Sometimes things just don't work out and they don't work out. But maybe something beautiful grows there. And now from day one, I've been able to have this great relationship and experience it for who knows how long instead of having to have waited so much time to pass before I started to enjoy this relationship with this family or these people or this person or whatever it might be, right? And and that could even work reverse with uh, a kid who maybe had a parent or had parents who were very hard on them and they resented them their whole lives. Now, on, this, on, their, on, the, on, the, on the deathbed of the parent, this child all of a sudden, oh, my, I loved you, and I loved you, and all of a sudden he gets this, this feeling of, of guilt that he hasn't been there for them all these years because he resented something they did or the way that they were. Well, if, if you're conscious enough and aware enough, you'll realize that maybe the things that they did was because that they had this just unconscious behavior. They didn't realize. They knew what they knew, But if you're aware enough, you have enough presence, you actually transcend above that and you see that that's not who they really are. And you could enjoy that relationship with them for years instead of waiting until the end to try to make amends in the last five minutes. Yeah, I'm going to say... Every situation is different, right? There are toxic people who
1: you do do need to get away from, right? It's part of their outer shell covering that good person in there. Because, you know, it's like... You can see great people do stupid and bad things and you're like, you know, I get it. They're coming from a good place because I know that there's love in there, but Jesus, what?
0: And that's just, that's that so, whole, un- yeah. Un- it's it's that, it's like a, It's okay. like an
1: onion. So like that first layer needs to be... It's like peeling back an onion, yeah. Right, needs like to be peeled away. And, and and you know what? That's the layer that got the beaten by the sun and that's the layer that got dirt. And that's the layer that got all screwed up. But you know what? There's a beautiful thing in there. And, you know, again, if there's another onion, <laughs> teaching the other onions, you know, we can transcend, you know, any inculcation.
0: See past that hard outer layer.
1: Inculcation or any, you know, when you go to the school of hard knocks, you know, you're built a certain way. And don't tell me. Well, you know what I've been through. And... <laughs> And it's true. You, you've been through, and there's no doubt. And, but that's not know. who you are. Right. It's admirable. You don't have to,
0: you don't have to choose to be that, that person.
1: Right. And, and it, it all comes down to like you know making decisions from a place of I don't know, love and, and a higher awareness. Higher, yeah, higher
0: know. intelligence. Just something that transcends the, and when we, we say the egoic mind, something transcends that transcends the egoic mind, which is that unconditioned, which is that conditioned, I should say, unconscious thought patterns and you you're, you're thinking you're seeing life from a from a higher level where a lot of that nonsense falls apart and you see things actually as they actually are right as they actually are you yeah. know I, we said before Sadhguru, who's a, another you know he's a very popular spiritual teacher in India who I, who I follow and a lot he's very well known. He this, this, he always he has this saying where he says, If if you love somebody, do you want that person to act like you want them to act? Or do you love that person because they are the way that they are? Because if you truly love a person, you don't because you don't love them only because they're the way that you want them to be. You love them because that's how they want to be and you love them anyway despite yeah. despite of that. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of what I was saying before about like if you have a parent or a friend or somebody in your life who's a good person you you could tell when somebody's not a toxic individual who's looking to hurt you but a good person but they're just unconscious well now you rise above that and you could see above that and you could be like all right I know you're not you're just you just don't you don't know you don't realize it yet and you hope you could reach that person and kind of help them awaken a little bit there's only so much you could do with that but if they do well now you get the now you get to enjoy cultivating an, uh, another beautiful relationship with this person, but it's a two way street. Yes, can't force somebody into it. No, so. and
1: uh, just I would say uh, keep keep on working on on you because I don't think you're That's- ever you're ever finished. Right.
0: Um. It's no. You know. You know. You never finish. It's. It's. This is lifeless. A like, practice. It's, yeah. This it's, it's is the like, way
1: of life. It's an exercise. It's like I, being on a
0: good diet. You yeah, don't stop it, dieting. Like you
1: if you stop exercising and eating right, you know, most of us will get. You know, some of us are lucky and. They no, don't, no. But I think you know, most of
0: us they will be a, they will be a negative change. Right, right. Right. Someone's metabolism might be really well, so they might not right. get really heavy, but their muscle definition is going to going to go away. They're going to get a little soft. So there's there's a direct result if if you stop living right. if you stop being a conscious person there'll be more unconscious behavior not only that you're going to do but you also attract it right back to you also yeah. so yeah
1: and um, and as you know like I told you you know I've had a tough week but you know again always re- coming back to mindfulness always coming back <clears> to and I'm sure if, if I was still in my unconscious state it would have been uh, uh those types of weeks that you don't recover from until yeah. You know, ruining the rest of of the five years ahead. You know, there's a point where you say, Okay, stop, take a moment, and I just thank God, you know, you helped me. You gotta keep working on on you. You gotta keep uh let's say staying positive and staying grounded because that's your well being, that's your mental well being, right? Yeah, stay I mean, staying
0: staying grounded and staying connected. With, I, I use the word awareness. positive because, yeah, yeah.
1: because it relates it, it because honestly, you know, when you look around and you do a quick balance of things and you look at the news and you look at this and you look at that and then the stuff coming, everything's negative. You know, that's the veil of negativity say. that they put in front of you. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I, know, I know what you're trying to so say. Come back, you. come back to you, come back to your meditation, come back to cultivating those beautiful relationships with people, you know, uh, and you know what? When you said toxic people, th- there are toxic people that you know. It's so toxic. When I say toxic people, I mean people who are they're, they. They're they're setting out to really be toxic. In other words, they're setting out to that, hurt.
0: That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean somebody's toxic just because they're acting unconscious. I mean toxic. Who's yes. They're like you know setting out to. They're there either to physically hurt you or mentally hurt or you provoke, on purpose.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking that. about. Yeah, and, I, and absolutely. I, and I'm, I, you know, tell me if I if I got the right idea here, but I believe those people shut them out. Shut them out, hardcore. Oh yeah, because uh,
0: well, whether you're a therapist, spiritual teacher, if they have somebody in your life who's, fit, God forbid, right, physically abusing you or mentally abusing you, yeah, by like you know mental warfare, like or poking and prodding at you constantly. Shut them out. Yeah, shut uh, because that's that's a person that all they will do is dim. You know, they, these are just the words I like to use. They're going to dim your light of consciousness. All they're going to do is dim you because they're going to be those emotional, like from the book that you spoke about. Yep. Those, they're going emotion, to. emotional. It's all withdrawals. It's all withdrawals. Yeah. If you don't. It, it, those are people that it, it would be in your benefit to, in yeah. my experience, to walk. And I've walked away from people like that, to just walk away from them. Yeah. And, and leave them there. And if they ever have this awakening and they change and then they want to re-enter, by all means. But as long as they're just there to withdraw from you, then there's no need. Oh, wow. There's no need. You just mentioned
1: something. I'll, I'll mention, I'm going to save this story for another one.
0: That's the third time in a row you've done that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Because this is a good story. This is a very good story. This is a story about, uh, and I'm going to say it here even though he listens, uh, my brother-in-law and myself.
0: This oh, Eric, Erica's brother.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, we didn't have the love we had. Because now we have... Yeah,
0: you guys have a great... So I'm, yeah, I was a little confused because I know you guys have a great yeah, relationship. No, I mean,
1: we don't have a great... We, we are brothers. Like yeah, uh, But it it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. And
0: uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of like that when my, my, my sister was a uh, husband. It wasn't like that. And yeah. you know what's
1: funny is I was not... I, I don't know what mindfulness was, but like I told you, there was that kindling and... When one day, I think he also must have had it, right? Because I perceived him as a negative person, as that toxic person. Like, he had a bias against me from day one. So, you know what? Fuck me? No, fuck you. Biased it was right like back. that, right? Yeah, biased right back, yeah. And then one day, he reached He reached out. and Because it was always uncomfortable during family gatherings. But one day, he reached out. And you know what I did? I just say, look at this. fuck. no, I said, absolutely. Like this is natural. So that, that's a so see, but that's a conscious response. This is natural. Like I that's something inside what, of you pushing,
0: pulling you that way. So you I come. don't know yeah. what
1: mindfulness was. I didn't know how to spell it. Yeah, and <laughs> and he goes, uh, you know, I just wanted to come over and maybe you know, one hundred percent, yes. From that, we don't even have to talk about it. Yeah. We didn't talk about it. You're here. I know why you're here. And I love you. Done. Done. It, it was that easy. And then from that moment forward, that's my brother. Yeah. That, that's how it happened. Call it maturity. Perhaps we were two young punks. Right? We are young. Yeah, listen, we with age,
0: sometimes as you get older, there's a little bit of wisdom that shows up there. But that wisdom is only noticed because it's not knowledge. That wisdom is only noticed if you're conscious and aware enough. And you say he's a martial arts instructor, right? Yes, he is. In that field, it tends to be a, the somewhat of a, of a discipline of awareness we, of, we, of,
1: of, yeah. We might have him on one day.
0: Yeah, that, so that's, that's the, so there's already a base kind of there. But yeah, you definitely need, you, you can't see wisdom unless you're aware. You have intelligence up the freaking wazoo. You can be the smartest person in the world. But you're not a wise person unless you have awareness and mindfulness and presence yeah. in your life. Only the most present people are wise, Wise, you know, the wise sage, the ancient, you know, spiritual teachers or any kind of, you know, uh, like Albert Einstein would always say to them, wisdom and intelligence are two different things, completely two different things. Wisdom, and this is, Albert Einstein was one of the most intelligent, you know, people this planet's ever seen. I mean, he just had a, an amazing mind. would say, he goes, intelligence is, is great to know stuff, he goes, but wisdom goes, you know, wisdom goes beyond that. Wisdom is an awareness that you have. A a, know, a a knowing, a noticing of your mind and your thought patterns. It's it's wisdom comes from a a a, a higher place. It's not the intellectual mind. Wisdom isn't the intellectual mind. Yeah. Wisdom is a higher knowing. It's something that transcends. Yeah. You know, uh, the the, the regular day everyday intelligence. Hard mind. to explain. So, really. Yeah, it's hard to explain. But we, yeah. So so yeah. No, that's where you're saying we got older and wiser. You only get aw- You only get. Older and wiser don't go together unless you have awareness. I know plenty of old people who are grouchy, old, unconscious idiots still. So age doesn't make you wiser. You might know more. Yep. But you only get wiser if you're aware more. Drop the mic on that. I think there it is. Oh,
1: wait. I, I want to try to say this. This. Yes. Uh, this uh, metaphor. I don't know if you've seen it. Maybe. Maybe you have seen it. But they say uh, intelligence is knowing that uh, in a one-way street, cars can only come one way. That wasn't my that was in your book. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Finish it. Finish, finish No, I forgot. That was Albert Einstein said that. Finish it. That's Albert my god, bro. Eh. And then for wisdom, is look is is, cr- is looking is both ways. Looking both cross. ways for you cross something like that. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, because you, you're saying that. I'm like, I've heard that before. Because it's so true. Yeah, it like, is. That's that's a good metaphor for wisdom yes. because you're very intelligent because you know the traffic flows one way. So you know, so you're only going to look, look the one way. The wise person looks both ways. That's right. And, and it's hard to explain, but yes, so years in life would teach you look both ways because you never know. Age, right? Age, yes. But you gotta be open to that to, to
0: that notion of wanting to look both ways. Or else you know the looking both ways is the awareness, but you have to be open to noticing that awareness is there and now you'll realize to look we're, both we're, ways, we're, to we're, see things. We're back definitely. to willing. Willingness, yeah. We're back to willingness. Again, full freaking <laughs> circle. This willing. is a repet- <laughs> The show is a repetitive show about the same thing, but we talk Wait, about different things every week. What What book was that metaphor in? The universal. The lens. universal lens. Who wrote yeah, that book? Is Guy I know, John Emilio. That's <laughs> I'm like, ah, listen, it's, it's 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 if if you want to if you want a decent read, man, I'm telling it's a good book. It's no. a good read. It's an e- it's, it's an easy read, but. Check it out because actually yes,
1: but uh, you got to be open to it. Yep. Uh, no, no. Look, because I'm sure e- people have read it and put it down. Uh, I'm gonna say, what is it? Risk reward. So it's zero risk. Oh yeah. For a high reward.
0: If it doesn't resonate with you, put it down. That's it. L- literally,
1: come easy. back to it when it does. Super easy read. Yeah. And the reward is is quite handsome. I uh, just like yourself. Oh my
0: god! Thank you.
1: Thank
0: you. That's right. You're not getting paid for this. Thank Why you. You don't you? Oh,
1: oh yes. Also, uh, we would like to thank our sponsor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take a moment out here to thank our sponsor.
0: Insert your name here if you would like.
1: Yes. Uh, you know what I've been thinking. What? Uh, we should be uh, promoting our local businesses, and I believe, since we do this for free we should give them a shout out you know like for example um down the road from me is this family farm you seen it oh i see seen
0: it the one that's on the left side
1: of the earth people yeah what's the name of i don't it? even i don't even know if, a federal farm oh federal farm i don't even know if they listen i don't even know if they know all i know is i see that and i can't tell you every day this family it's a family it's a two old brothers old men they are on that farm and they it's, still, not a, its not a huge place, is it? No, no. They, they still tractor. They still live on their farm, That's and great. they tractor down the road their vegetables or whatever it is they're doing. John back and forth because they live on the road, so back and forth to the corner, and then you know there's their eggplants and tomatoes and whatever all grown on their thing. And I'm like, honestly, I'm like, how can you make a living? Like, like you know, 2023. You know how many how many truckloads of. You really have to sell and there they are. Every day. And that old man and, and you know what I think it's a family thing. So I'm 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 like I admire that and and they don't bother anybody. Like you know how they bother people? They're in the big tractor on Federal Road I and you for, gotta go yeah, around. Alright, so what?
0: Salt Put your blinker on and go around the, the guy.
1: Earth, the most beautiful people. That's I great. admire them and I'm gonna say Federal Farms on Federal Road in Monroe Township, go there. Give them a look. Absolutely. Get your get your fresh like grown here and then trucked down the road and sold is that there on the corner of on their corner is that the is that their place they
0: have like a, a shed there that's it that's, that's them that's federal farm yeah that's yeah. them
1: and the family i don't know their last name but i know that i think they are uh like a czech or yugoslav you know yeah. are, something like that immigrants
0: man just
1: hard work is just great. beautiful that's great beautiful. yeah so
0: if you if you're from Monroe, uh check yeah. them out
1: yeah Check him out. Yeah, like there's a lot of that.
0: there's a lot of cool places in put, town. Put to some go positivity check out. out there. Yeah, yeah listen, it's, it's,
1: it's for all for all twelve people that uh, enjoy the show. No, no, there's, there's,
0: there's definitely there's definitely there's definitely more than twelve people. I mean, uh, a good portion are from New Jersey, but there's people all over the country.
1: They're gonna laugh.
0: We had Sweden, and I had Sweden. We had actually for a couple weeks ago, we had listeners who uh, who were active listeners in Sweden, and um, oh, I forgot the other country. Australia, that was me. I had a layover. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. We're good, peeps. Yeah, we did a good job last episode keeping it under. This episode, not so much. You're kidding me? How far we go? 58 minutes. Stop it! No, dude, you don't stop talking. Stop it!
1: (laughs) I thought we were like 25 minutes. No, you're
0: yeah. Get on. No, we're at 58 minutes. All
1: right, so whatever. So I'll,
0: I'll try to keep our guided meditation. To a couple of yeah, minutes today. I gotta go. Right. <laughs> I gotta eat lunch. No, all right, ready? Yeah. All right, guys. So, anyway, thanks again for listening in to another episode of uh, the Universal Lens um, with myself and, and Henry Beltra. Um, so, let us, I'll take you guys out as we usually do, um, just processing everything that we've spoken about. All right, so just start with those deep breaths like we always do. Two minute in, uh, two not two minute two two second inhale, two second hold, and, and a slow exhale after that, and just keep repeat that process. As I kind of talk us through this, and we just speak about a lot of things as you're focusing on your breath. Um, any thoughts? Any labels? Any images that are in your mind? Um, if you're kind of going through your history, looking at thinking about what it was like growing up for your family, whatever it was. Um, just watch those thoughts. Don't label them. Don't judge them. We're not here to entertain them. Just notice them. Notice that they're there. And if, if they're bringing up an emotion, if for some reason something we said today or you know might have triggered a, a thought from your past or a relationship you had, notice that. We're not here to judge it. We're not here to push it away. Notice that emotion that's there. Fully notice it Lean into it Be there with it If that's there If it's not That's perfectly fine also There's no need for one to be there Just keep taking your deep breaths If there's any if there's any uncomfortable feelings in your body If you're holding tension anywhere Like we always say The forehead The jaw The shoulders Just release it And you'll actually feel a sense of release If you do that Release any of that tension. And again, we're not judging if we had tension there. We're not judging if we have pain there. We're just noticing it. By noticing, you grow that awareness. You start to become more aware that you are aware. Let's take a couple of more breaths. One last one. And exhale. And you could slowly open your eyes. And feel free to, stay, to sit, sit here for a few more minutes if you want. Um, like I say, I always recommend that. If not, thanks again for listening, guys. Um, we're going to be putting out the episodes a little bit differently. We're going to try to put out um, a couple a week now instead of the one a week. So to just keep the content flowing for everybody. Um, so again, thanks for listening in and uh, have a great week.
1: Thank We're, you guys. All right. Let's take real. care. Yep. Bye-bye.
0: The insights and discussions that we speak about on our show are our own opinions and based on our life experiences. If you or someone in your family or someone you know is suffering and in need of help, please get them that help through medical attention or seeking proper therapy. Again, what we speak about are based on our experiences and not intended to be taken as a form of therapy.